Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair's senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. There's a really excellent Royals meets rom-com item that we're going to be discussing today. We are also going to get into a new rumor about what Harry and Meghan might be naming their baby. Josh, let's start with that first. All right. So as Julie and I are recording this, I feel like we need to uh, make this clear since who knows what will have happened by the time this episode comes out. It's (laughs) Tuesday during the week and we have no royal baby yet. Uh, Julie, I feel like both of us have been waking up every day thinking this could be it. It has not come yet. Right now, I feel like everyone's kind of going a little crazy in terms of the royal baby anticipation fervor. There was this ambulance that showed up near Frogmore Cottage on Friday. I'm not really sure exactly how it even initially got spotted, but it turned into a whole thing where people thought that it was coming to take Megan. And clearly that was not the case. And then all the news reports had to also note that unless there's some emergency, there probably won't be an ambulance involved in this situation anyway. But that just shows, I thought, the fact that just seeing an ambulance near their house set off like a giant news cycle is how much everyone is anticipating this. And today, uh, so obviously we don't know if it's going to be a boy or a girl. We don't really know anything about the name from like legitimate sources or anything that Megan has said. But this, uh, I guess, betting organization, Ladbrokes, 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 I don't know, um, they released their new odds today about what, because in the UK, it's a huge thing about betting on what the name of the baby is going to be. And there are some surprises, Julie. Uh, I texted Julie in a craze after, <laughs> after a glass of wine last night. I got very shaken up by this baby news. I don't know. Julie seemed all, you seemed equally as surprised as me, at least. Um, yes. So, so we'll get to the big surprise in a, in a second. At first, though, Elizabeth and Diana have been at the top of this chart for a while now. I, I think we're in agreement, though, that both of those names, at least to me, seem improbable because Elizabeth exactly. is the queen's name. Diana's Diana. I feel like those would be very intense. A lot of pressure to put on. I don't know. It just seems Too much intense. of a burden for that kid. So I'm actually a little surprised in general with these odds that those are the top two. But maybe it's just those are the obvious things to bet on. Anyway, um, so there's a new front runner in town, though, which is Julie's sister's name, Grace. We actually should have had Grace call into this episode. We'll have to do that if that ends up becoming the actual name. We are 100% doing that. Um, Grace has called in before, if I remember correctly. Yes, she had a celebrity spotting yes. in Pittsburgh and called in with a lot of details. Yeah, so we we might have to do a take two with Grace Miller if that ends up being the name. But... Uh, Grace is at the top now, tied with Diana, with six to one odds. I'm I really love then this sort of a People Magazine write up about the new odds. They note that Grace, of course, was the name of Grace of Monaco, and then they do this interlude about her faith because I think they just are trying to find anything to kind of explain why she might go with the name Grace. So they include this quote. Meg is extremely faithful. We pray... Oh, this is from a friend of hers. We pray a lot together. We meditate. She has had, and especially has now, a very close relationship with God, as if somehow this is connected to why she might name the kid Grace. 
But I just love the name. I think it's very pretty. I think it's a little bit outside the royal wheelhouse. Right. Yeah, it's very elegant and classy. I I don't know what... It, it, maybe it's the good feelings about this being someone related to Julie, but I feel like there's... Not, <laughs> when I heard Grace, I felt something clicked. It did feel... I could see it. I feel like it's right. the exact right balance between what you just said. Um formal-ish, but also Megany and a little bit more interesting. Yes, agreed. I mean, and I just think it fits in with her whole aesthetic. Yes, completely. Like, I bet she definitely has some sort of bathing product or something t- named Grace in her house, like some sort of motivational... I also feel like it's the right level of um, trendiness or something. Because yes. it's, it's not super, it, we're not talking Madison or something like that, but right. it also doesn't feel um, stuffy. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's like right in between. Okay. But the real story here is the name Allegra, which has jumped from 101 odds to 20 to 1 odds practically overnight and now suddenly is the sixth most favored name on the list. So almost all the write-ups about this story have focused on Allegra because whenever there's like a big influx of betting around one name, it makes people sort of, you know, what's, what's going on here. So Allegra, it's Italian. It means cheerful and joyous. There's this quote from the person who works for Ladbrokes where he says... This is such an amazing quote. <laughs> It's, I first of all just love that this guy is, I don't know, just pontificating on Megan's baby name. Who even knows what his background is? Just a like random bookie? I don't know. Anyway, it's probably the most bizarre 11th hour move we could have seen, but the money is coming in thick and fast for Allegra. We wouldn't be surprised to see the name right up there with the front runners by the time the birth gets announced. We're scratching our heads as to why we've seen so much interest in Allegra, but it's been by far the most popular pick of the month with punters. What do you make of this, Julie? Say what you will about his choice of living. I appreciate the seriousness with which he's taking this royal baby naming matter, right? We can get on board with that. That is such vivid language in that quote. I love it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and seriously, what did happen with Allegra that's making this whole influx? Because it's not... I could see them wanting to name the baby something after something in Africa, since that was such a special place to them in their relationship. But have they spent much time? Have they spent any time in Italy together? It's it's a little confusing. And so the outlets who wrote about this kind of were looking for reasons, as you just mentioned, about why this would be a name that might be meaningful to Megan. So People magazine... tried to find the rationale in that Megan enjoys <laughs> traveling to Italy, which made me raise my eyes. I don't know. That just seems like such a funny, silly reason for the name choice. But I had forgotten that the TIG, her lifestyle blog, Rest in Peace, is named after an Italian wine. So Italy... Oh, that's it, smart. Italy does mean something to her. But more, perhaps more intriguingly, the Daily Express, so we should note that this is not necessarily, you know, we have to take it as, it's from the Daily Express. Uh, Diana apparently loved the name Allegra, which how this is known, I have no idea. 
Weirdly, they say in their report that they specifically know that she told her friend Lady Annabelle Goldsmith that she wanted to give that name to her daughter at some point if she had had a daughter. So, so she has been, according to the Daily Express, on the record, uh, Annabelle Goldsmith was a socialite who um, was born in 1934. And she's... 84 now. Someone should call her up to get the story on this. Um, but she apparently Diana told this Annabelle that she loved the name Allegra. So if that's true and we know Megan does have some affinity for Italy, maybe this name is a little bit less of a wild card than we might think. And maybe there is some somehow truth in it. Right. But this whole scenario is just so bizarre. This is as if, Josh, you had said something 15 years ago about, like, not minding the name, like, X. I know. When I got to that Diana anecdote, I was kind of just so (laughs) puzzled. But I'm so excited that we have some really excellent firsthand intel from Chiara, our dear friend and Vanity Fair colleague, who uh, is from Italy. Her family is from there. And... Julie, she gave us all sorts of information, Chiara, on what this name sort of means. Uh, I know. We need to have her on the podcast yeah, we'll next have to, week. If, if the name ends up... We have so many options. for. We have an Allegra <laughs> plan and a Grace plan uh, in either event. Um, okay, so this is... We're quoting Chiara now. She says the name isn't that common in Italy. It means happy and cheerful, upbeat. Uh, then she provided us with a long sentence in Italian, which I'm not going to try to read. But she explains that that... Uh, what she was, what that translates to is that it, the name started in late medieval times and is a way of celebrating the baby girl as a thank you for the happiness that the birth has brought. Interesting. The nicknames are Allegrina and Allegretta. I don't know. Uh, and I guess it is on the list of most popular Italian names. In 2017, it was number 144, which isn't that high. I thought it was a more common Italian name, actually. I would have thought that. Right. I, I just don't know that many. I don't know you, any Julie Allegra's. Julie has a very skeptical uh, expression well, I, about this whole name. I feel like you just do not. It's not clicking for you. Am I it, correct? It's so left field. Maybe by this time next week, I will have grown with it a little bit. But I want to mention that when we brought up this name before we started recording, our producer, Brett, said, or was it you, Josh, that said, oh, Allegra, like the allergy medicine? Well, I've now talked to this name to a few different people, and that was the first reaction almost everyone has had. I think in America, that's almost the most common association, right, with that name? Right. Are there any celebrities named Allegra? There aren't, right? No. no. Is Donatella Versace's daughter named oh. Allegra? This definition that Kiara sent us, though, did seem to me somehow that I could imagine Megan being into it. Another definition Kiara said is she who brings a smile to us. Couldn't you see Megan liking that definition? I can see her living for that definition. I mean, and I'm trying to envision the Christmas card sign off like happy holidays, love, Harry, Megan and Allegra. That doesn't sound terrible. I'm also having a tough time, though, because... Uh, there was an Allegra I went to college with who we should also call if the name ends up getting picked. <laughs> but uh, she, everyone called her Legs. That was Ooh, her nickname. And I, I didn't, don't like I, that. And I didn't, 
that name, it, it worked for her. She was a really fun, you know, it fit her personality, but it kind of is a natural nickname for Allegra. I could see leg, legs or something. And I do not see that for a royal baby. But I don't know. I could see Megan liking that it's unique. I could see Megan liking that it's a little, not, it's obviously not what you would expect. She might like some of these definitions. She might like the European Italianness of it. I'm convincing myself a little bit. At the beginning of, of us recording today, I, had, I felt like there was no chance in the world. And now I don't know. Do you think that they have to, like, they float these names by the queen? Yeah, don't you think? I would imagine so. Based on so much of the reporting I've read about how the queen has final veto power of everything, I just have a sense, right? Right. Um, okay, so other names that are up there apparently are Elizabeth, Alice, Victoria. Interestingly, I guess the odds are all looking to that it's a girl, and Lad Brooks has said that that's the the bets on it being a girl are way outweighing those of it being a guy. So the guys' names are also boring that are on the in the favorites: Arthur, Philip, James, Albert. I feel like James because it's Kate's brother, and Arthur being Pippa's son make it those seem improbable to me. But this is weird. Uh, there was lots of drama in sort of in the same vein as the ambulance thing, which is that these rabid royal fans noticed that the URLs for certain names were reserved on the palace website. So Arthur, Alexander, and James had been reserved, but then other names when you put in in the URL, you were getting 404s, like the pages hadn't been reserved. So that was confusing, though, because I couldn't tell if that just meant they were kind of saving all different possibilities or what it meant, because it's not just one name. It was Arthur, Alexander, and James. But then that the, is some next level royal sleuthing. I know that reminds Hat me of off. like Beyonce fans or like when Taylor Swift fans go so, do deep dives. Um, the palace responded though, which I found crazy, to Yahoo, which I love the palace responding to Yahoo. Uh, <laughs> and they said a large number of search term redirects were set up some time ago on royal.uk. This was in order to improve user experience. For guidance, you will note that other names preceded by prince or princess produce the same result. A very kind of confusing, convoluted explanation. And I feel like it almost sounds like they got caught or something. Yes, yes. The fact that they're going into that much detail. So I'm very intrigued by that finding. Julie, my other question, though, about all this is do you think Megan strikes me as the type of person who. Now that this is Allegra, if we're going to go on, the, we should definitely bigger grain of salt. If Allegra is the name that she's thinking of right now, do you feel like she could change it now that it's out there? Like, don't you feel like she might not love that it's sort of now would be known in advance? Yes. And I feel like with Grace, my sister and other mothers I know, like they kind of have a name they're thinking, but then they wait to see the baby, meet the yes. baby to see if it fits, mm-hmm. right? So maybe, I which, don't which know Which also the strikes me as a very Megan thing to want to meet the baby, right. get to know feel the baby. Feel her energy, yeah, yes. Feel the spirit, <laughs> you know, get acquainted with the different, you know, winds around the baby. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I feel like this is all speculative, obviously, so we'll see, but I definitely am into the idea of it being something not traditional. That's right. the one thing I'm hoping for. And Spencer, if it's a boy. 
Yes, would love the excitement factor of something like an Allegra. I think Allegra might grow on me. We'll, we'll see. Josh, what is your kind of alarm system in place for this royal baby? Do you have any Google news alerts, like push notifications? No, I guess I just have a set. I mean, when I wake, this is like probably more information than one would want, but I feel like my phone is always by my side, essentially, when I wake up. So I feel as if when I wake up and look at my phone at this point every morning, I'm expecting to maybe see it. Right. Um, I kind of assume I'm going to get, I don't know why, like a SOS text from someone who would be awake when it happens, if it's in the middle of the night. Otherwise, no, I don't. What about you? Uh, right. I feel like my mom will probably send yeah. me an SOS. She's very quick with the... Uh, I have a feeling that no matter when, because we're not getting Kate style where we know necessarily when she's going into labor and everything. I have a feeling it's going to be first, I think we talked about this last week maybe, but like the first thing in the morning there so that we'll wake up to it. Right. I find it hard to believe it's going to be like 4 p.m. in the U.S. when we find out like right. where it's nighttime there. Like, I feel like it's, yes. I feel like you wake up and it's either it's going to be today or it's not. Right. Though maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? I can't wait. I'm I so wonder excited. If she, I wonder if the Allegra thing happened because she like sent a text to Jessica Mulroney or something that got screenshotted or something. You know what I mean? Or maybe she... Right. There has to be... There has I, to be I, a reason. I know Ladbrokes needs to ask some of these people phoning in these bets. It's so funny to me to imagine, though, that someone would hear that rumor and then call in the bet for Allegra. <laughs> Just such a weird series of events to imagine who these people are that are placing these bets. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, all right, let's get into though. I'm very excited to, I don't know that much about the story here though. The Royal rom-com of our dreams uh, or maybe truly, not. Well, I mean, I feel like this would make a great novel, something like that. Okay. Princess Charlotte's godfather, Thomas von Straubenzi, who's a longtime friend of Prince William and Harry's is dating one of the staff members who works at Prince George's school. Princess Charlotte is starting there in September. Oh. The woman, yes. So the woman is the school's assistant head, which I assume is like assistant principal, Lucy Lanigan O'Keefe, which is just the most Irish name I feel like ever. Wow. They are very happy and have been going out for some months now, one of their friends told the Daily Mail. It's a serious relationship. Lucy is quite charity-minded. Her brother is an Irish Olympic pentathlete named Arthur Lanigan O'Keefe. She runs the social action projects for Thomas's schools across London. Thomas was married before 
Von Straubenzi's pals are delighted he's smiling again. He divorced Lady Melissa Percy, the Duke of Northumberland's daughter, in 2016. Their wedding was held three years earlier at her family's ancestral home, Alnwick Castle, which doubles as Hogwarts in the Harry Potter films. Oh my God. That is a wild ex for someone to have. Well, right, because I usually, I don't know, I wonder if she has been, like, Google searching his ex at all. The Daily Mail report doesn't get into how Thomas and Lucy met, though. So this is my question to you, Josh. Just based on this information, do you think William or Kate set him up? How they come across Lucy and thought that they would just match? Was this an online dating situation? Was this Mm. totally random? It's interesting because Lucy... So his ex seems as if she was super obviously high society. Um, yes. Then we don't necessarily know. It seems like Lucy's a little more low-key. I mean, she works at the school. She I, I Presumably her family doesn't have a Hogwarts-style castle. Um, then I guess she must know Kate and William, right? Because if she's the assistant head of George's school... I feel like they would have to have a lot of communication with her. Right. It does seem too coincidental for it not to have been planned. How would these two have met otherwise? Right. I mean, they could have been set up by someone else. Maybe they just matched on Tinder. Do people do Tinder? (laughs) Whatever the royal, like, exclusive version of Tinder is. I feel as if they didn't set them up up i guess i yeah all right here's my prediction or guess i think they met through someone else and maybe thomas texted william like lol this is so funny some other friend wants to set me up with lucy apparently she works at george's school do you know her and then william turns to kate and says you know whoa, weird, Tommy wants to go on a date with Lucy from Georgia's school. Like, what's her story again? And then Kate was like, William, don't you remember? Like, we had this meeting with her, you know, like, filled him in. And then they were like, wrote, and he wrote back, you know, have fun or something. Or like, she's sweet. I feel like they, so I feel like they knew about it, but didn't set them up. Right. I guess in the rom-com version of this, the full rom-com version, maybe he attended some events for Prince George's, some little party or celebration Mm. to be supportive, and he saw Lucy there. I could see that. I mean, I guess he he must be very close. I mean, his name comes up all the time, and also he's the godfather. Um, Also, it's interesting that, because Kate's stylist is married to the main royal photographer, Chris Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah. And he is always on tours with Harry and William and stuff. And he's like seemingly their buddy. So there's a lot of this that happens. Also, there was um two of the secretaries. I forget who. Um, It was um maybe Kate's assistant and one of Harry's old assistants or something like that. So I feel like this happens weirdly a lot. It kind of reminds me of how people in politics all date each other or how movie stars end up dating each other because it's these jobs are you're in such a specific circle maybe that you have to date within your realm. It's pretty wild. I don't know. I was trying to find some social media presence. I couldn't for Lucy. Arthur ha- is pretty active on Instagram. Ooh, let me look. By the way, did you know what this modern pentathlon entails? It's a wild event. 
No, I did not. What does that entail? Fencing, freestyle swimming, equestrian show jumping, and a final combined event of pistol shooting and cross-country running. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. He is an intense athlete, you can tell. Yes. So he's done interviews talking about how he consumes like 5,000 calories a day. He's a hardcore athlete. So his sister is the one. Yes. He's handsome. He's very handsome and she's adorable. The Daily Mail has a photo of Thomas and Lucy together. She's cute, blonde, kind of exactly what you would expect. My God. Well, I'm curious also if they would ever get married. That feels like a wedding that Harry and William would go to. Yes. And I mean, Prince George and Princess Charlotte would have to be involved in some way. I guess this isn't, I mean, I was about to say not like conflict of interest, but it's a little weird. No. Well, right. I have that down here. Is there such a thing as a conflict of interest in like British aristocracy? I mean, there's nothing. It's just basically a teacher or a staff person at the school dates one of their friends, right? Right. It could be a lot more scandalous. It could be a lot more scandalous. Anyway, I'm I'm intrigued and I want to see where that ends up. I feel like every once in a while, these stories pop up as these kind of, um, it's like the most Daily Mail type royal feel good kind of stories, you know? Right. I mean, it's interesting so Lucy, timing. Lucy doesn't have uh, social media, but she's active on some of these like charity websites. So she... I don't know. She posts pictures of the kids with like little encouraging comments. They were trying to raise funds for an organization. And mm. she wrote, well done. These are the most British names. Tilly, Millie, Joseph, Katie, Poppy, Henry, and Oscar. Megan should add those to the list. <laughs> Can you imagine if she did like one of those kind of very like Poppy or something like that? I would kind of love that also, actually. I would kind of love that, too. But send us, assuming that the baby has been born when this episode comes out, send us your ideas of what you hope the name is. Do you like Allegra? Yeah, what are we your want thoughts, thoughts on Allegra, on Allegra uh, thoughts on Grace. Uh, we are very... Any other thoughts on the whole um, impending big change that will be... I feel like we're going to be in... It's so crazy that the name that's picked is the name that we'll all be speaking for the rest of our lives. Do you know what I mean? I know. I a lot, know. a lot, a lot riding on this name. All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please remember to rate, review, check us out on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. It helps us find new listeners. All of that. You can also leave us a voicemail at three four seven seven nine zero zero nine six six, and you can find us on Twitter at In the Limelight. Or you can follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We're also on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. Uh, this episode was edited and produced by Brett Fuchs. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, no, no bad, bad energy. energy.